0: Now, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little bit sick and tired of talking heads on the journalistically bankrupt media like CNN and MSNBC and politicians and their spokespeople like Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for the president of the United States and people in the House of Representatives and even people like Justin Trudeau in Canada I am getting sick and tired of these politicians calling truth misinformation or disinformation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. As I said as I opened the program, I am getting sick and tired of people misrepresenting truth and calling it misinformation, disinformation, fake news, whatever. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of politicians, lying politicians, lying politicians and their spokespeople being, being willfully so dishonest with their citizens and the public to whom they're supposed to serve. Much of the behavior I, I've been seeing in these recent years is beyond the pale. I mean, literally it goes to a level that I've never seen before. Good example, our friends up in the north, my friends in Canada. Your prime minister has come out and made some statements of late that that I find disturbing. And thankfully there's pushback in Canada against the introduction of a digital ID or any kind of a digital ID program. But the proponents of all these schemes are referring to anybody's criticism based on civil liberties and, and people's privacy concerns as digital ID misinformation let's be honest the elites of this world desire a digital currency that they can only get when they have everybody attached to a digital ID for a long time even though they claim to was fake news when it was first mentioned. Canada was talking about a digital vaccine ID. Remember those days? We've seen that all over the world. World Economic Forum. They're very despicable and evil leader, and I call him that for a very, very solid reason. He believes you should own nothing and be happy and let them decide what you need. He believes that like many. There are are too many people on this earth. We need to have less. And they believe in this uh, satanic worship of the earth called climate change. It's all man-made, of course. Well, I've said it before. And, of course, I'm told this is misinformation. But I've said it before. I can show you 100 of the Claims about man-made climate disasters that should have come to pass a long time ago. None of them have. There is like, oh, about 10 years from now, and 30, see, the, the new, by the way, the new mantra is, well, you know, in a, we got to get this all fixed or by 2075, I'll be 121. In other words, they're, they're, putting they're putting the goal farther out so you don't see them not coming to pass I've been through all this over 50 years ago one of my first little assignments you know in in doing news was to cover Earth Day and all the predictions of of doom and gloom zero of which have ever come to pass global freezing global warming got news for you We're coming into a a minimal cycle where things could overall get a bit cooler, but that's called misinformation. Then you got outfits like CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post and the New York Times. Going back to 2020, the Hunter Biden laptop, it's Russian disinformation. It's not real, not real. The New York Post had pretty well vetted that out, and they knew for certain that it was the real deal. And Brian Stetzler now is lying, saying, well, I never said that. And you can find video of him saying it. They don't, they don't think you can remember the lies they said last week, last month, last year. Things we said about the vaccine on this program, that it loses efficacy and even can go negative, We're told that's misinformation. I'm tired of being told that everything we've said on this program is a lie when it's turned out to be true. Now, today, as I've been doing every recent Wednesday, I welcome Jim Calhoun to the microphone. I can't begin to thank him enough for bailing me out during this very busy time as we're trying to finish the transmitter project in Okeechobee, Florida. I think Jim has got some rants and raves, and I'll see you all before the end of the program. Thanks, Bob. And once again,
1: it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. And I've been pondering a lot of things that I want to talk about. But before I get into that, I do want to say a very special thank you to Bob Bierman for allowing me to come back and speak to his great audience. It seems like the more I do that, the more friends I'm making, and I really do appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who contacts me. And also, I appreciate all of those who contact Bob Bierman. Well, I started out my day kind of, I'd say, on a very positive note. I had a cow out here, and she's a Scottish Highland cow. They're the type with the long hair and the big old horns. They kind of look like they're prehistoric monsters, but they're actually very docile cows one look at them will scare about anybody they don't want to get into a pen with them they eat out of your hand and follow you around like puppy dogs but that's another story anyway i looked out there and i knew this cow was going to have a calf been waiting for a long time she's been showing the signs unlike the last one that i told you about last week this one seemed like she was gonna give birth any day for about two months she kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, Highlanders generally don't get that big when they're pregnant. They do belly down, so to speak, but they don't get excessively big. But this one was getting oversized. So I thought, well, probably past due for having this calf. Well, this morning I walk out and I start feeding some bales of hay and I'll look at the end of the her of cows, and here she stood with a nice, beautiful, black calf. And I said, good. She finally had her calf. I thought she would. I was checking her every few hours, and she looked like she was thinking pretty hard about calving. Well, I threw a couple more bales and looked over there, and here this black calf was nursing on her. I said, good. Everything's going well. Then I threw a couple more bales and looked back, and here's this nice red calf standing there nursing. And I thought, red? It was a black calf. So I thought, well, maybe my eyes were playing tricks on me. It's kind of cloudy, and the sun was coming out, and then it was going back behind the clouds. And I thought, well, probably just played a trick on me. Well, I threw the last bale of hay, then I thought to myself, what if? Now, Highlanders never have twins. But this one did. She had a beautiful black heifer calf. And a beautiful red heifer calf. So I was blessed by two beautiful baby girls today. And I give God all the thanks for all of his blessings. Well, now to get on to my topic. I'm the type of person that I probably do talk too much. My nickname when I was a kid was Wendy. That'll give you a clue. But I also know how to be quiet and listen. And I know how to observe things. And what I'd like to talk about today is things that I'm observing. And I really want to know if others are seeing the same thing. Just like I looked out and saw this black calf, and then then I saw the red calf, and I hardly could believe my eyes. I'm wondering if the same thing is happening with me as I'm looking at society in general right now. My first observation has to do with those who have had the death jab, the so-called vaccination that they were forcing everybody to get for COVID-19. Now, for COVID-19, I never got tested. I never wore a mask, not one time. And I'm still kicking. And I think that we had an awful lot of hysteria going on, and we had a lot of lies and propaganda coming from the medical profession, and these people are just lining their pockets. And before I get into my observations, I do want to share that I talked to a gentleman yesterday that has an internal specialist that would not shut up about getting a booster. Every time he had to go in to see the doctor, the doctor would say, you need another booster, need another booster. Well, this gentleman happens to be vaccinated, and he said, I don't need a booster. And this guy, oh, yes, you have to have a booster. Come in here every every few weeks and we'll give you a booster. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm starting to wonder if there's something political happening here. And I kind of shook my head and laughed and said, well, do you think? I said, plus, a lot of doctors are getting kickbacks for shooting people full of this so-called vaccine. And so he's using you as a cash cow. And this gentleman said, yeah, I, I believe you're right. I think that's what he's doing. But one thing I'm observing about the people who have had the injection is how old they're getting. They're aging very rapidly. Is anyone else seeing this? Now, I've been a performer for years, and so I have a group of people who I'm going to call fans who regularly attend any event that I have. Almost every one of these people have been jabbed. The first time I saw them, I thought, wow, they've aged a little bit. And then a couple months went by, had another event in that area, and this group of people showed up. And I thought, wow, definitely, there's some aging happening here. But still, I look at myself in the mirror and I see that I'm aging too. So I thought, well, maybe it's just my eyes playing tricks on me. Maybe it's not really something that's hyper-accelerated as far as i aging really fast prematurely. Well, I had another event, and it had been four months since I've seen these people. And I went in, and my jaw almost hit the dirt. And this event happens to be a dance, and these people are all very active. They hit every dance they possibly can, and they dance almost every song. So I'm not talking about couch potatoes. I'm talking about people who are pretty physically fit. And when I walked in the room and I saw these people, I swear that it was an Alzheimer's unit in a nursing home. The blank looks on everyone's faces. They were lethargic. Half of them had canes. The ones that had dark hair were all white haired. The ones that had white hair were starting to be stooped over. And their faces are gaunt. And if anyone remembers the boxer Tommy Morrison, who was a heavyweight contender back in the 90s, go on the internet and check out some pictures of Tommy Morrison when he was a boxer. And then look at the last picture that was ever taken of him before he died from AIDS. And you can't even tell it's the same person. You look at this Young, physically fit man that looks like he could whip the world. And then this last picture that was only four or five years later, he looked like he was 70 years old and looked like life had just eaten him alive, when in fact it was AIDS that ate him alive. And I hate to say this, and I don't want to scare people who have been jabbed that listen to truth to ponder. But this whole room of people, in my opinion, has AIDS. It was absolutely shocking. I went ahead and did the event. And like I say, these people are very vibrant, and they like to go out and get the physical exercise of dancing. And this group always has to have a four-hour dance. And believe me, they fill the dance floor for four hours. But not anymore. After two hours, they started thinning out. After the third hour, The ones that stayed sat down. So the last hour was playing to about half the group of people and nobody was getting up dancing. Now you might say, well, maybe the music wasn't good. And I'd say, well, there's always a possibility of that. But I know this group and I know all their favorite songs. I've been working for them for about 25 years. And so I know which buttons to push to get them out on the dance floor. And I was pushing all of their buttons and they weren't moving. And they were stooped and bent. Half of them had canes. Some of them were losing their hair. Some of them were losing their teeth. It was absolutely horrific. And I want to know if anyone else out there is observing this same thing. I just got through reading a report from a big insurance company that said that they anticipated a 5,000 Yes, I said 5,000% increase of deaths over normal rates for this year. Could that be true? If that is true, we're going to lose millions of people, and also the insurance companies that have life insurance are going to go broke, which I don't care about the insurance companies. I care about the people. But to be in an industry that Says there's going to be a 5,000% increase of premature deaths, not just deaths, but premature deaths, a 5,000% increase over normal. Knowing that information and looking back at what I saw of these people, and how old they looked, I wonder how true that is that there's going to be a 5,000% increase. At face value, it sounds ludicrous because it would take massive. Acts of God as far as hurricanes and tornadoes and fires and floods and everything else to cause that many premature deaths normally. But this person that wrote the article came right out and said that Moderna and the rest of these companies were very successful of giving the American and European populations AIDS. And the people that I saw at my event, if I was gonna have to guess what was wrong with them, I'd have to say AIDS. Remember Rock Hudson, how he looked before he died? I had a whole room full of people that looked like Rock Hudson right before he died. And so I don't know how much longer I'm going to be working for this organization, because I don't think they're going to be alive for very long. Now, I hope that my observations are wrong. I hope my eyes are playing tricks on me. I don't think so. But I was just curious to see if anyone else is noticing the aging. Another observation that I have, and I've talked about it before, is the incivility people are having. People are going out of their way to be cruel and spiteful, mean. They want to be bullies. Everybody wants to be a tyrant. Everybody that has a badge, whether they be a mall cop or a school crosswalk guard, they all want to. Be tyrants right now. And it's like there's something in the ether that's making a certain type of people power hungry and making them almost inhuman as far as how they treat people. Remember the thing that they used to call the Golden Rule? Who uses that anymore? I know I do, but I know that I'm in the vast minority. It seems like everybody's trying to do unto others before others do unto them. And they've taken the golden rule and they've tarnished it. They've turned it into sand instead of gold. And I wonder if anyone else is noticing how ill-tempered people are and how short-tempered and how unforgiving people are and how impatient and intolerant people are. And if you don't believe like they believe, then they cancel you, or they ridicule you and bully you, and then they cancel you. Is anyone else noticing this? I'm noticing it a lot. And you might wonder, well, how do I notice this? I'm out on the ranch just with the cows and with the animals. And, well, I do have to go in and buy groceries, and I do have to go do my banking and and do my normal things that I have to do. And every time I go in, it seems like things have deteriorated. As a matter of fact, almost every store I go into that is not a local store, which every time I'm on the air, I preach about shopping local and shopping small. But sometimes you can't do that. You have to go to a bigger store. And every time I go to a bigger store, I'm getting worse service. They don't say thank you. Thank you. As they count the change back to me, they don't say thank you. Thanks for coming in. They just kind of throw the money at you and stare at you. And at first I thought it was me. I thought, God, what did I do to offend these people? They will not even talk to me. Then I started noticing they're doing it to everybody. And anybody who's had any training in retail knows that that's the easiest way to go broke is to have everybody that's handing over their money regret that they're handing the money to you. Now, I like to do business with small businesses, and I like to deal with the owners, and the owners treat me absolutely great, and I don't mind spending money with them. As a matter of fact, I'm happy to part with my money because I know it's going to a good business. And a side note, I went down into Oklahoma into a town called Cushing, and they have a brand new Italian restaurant downtown, and they're trying to revitalize downtown because First of all, the highway bypassed it, and you know what that meant. And then they had an earthquake, and it hurt a lot of the buildings. And so they had to quarantine a bunch of buildings. And so it's been tough. But went to this Italian restaurant, and I wish I had the name of it. I don't have it off the top of my head. But it's the only Italian restaurant in downtown Cushing. And the owner himself came out and asked us how we liked the food told us how he came up with the recipes and gave us some free food and patted us on the back and said, I sure appreciate you coming in. And I can say that I've never been better treated in my life in any restaurant because he came out of the office and made sure everything was perfect. And that's the kind of retail that used to happen all the time and not anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't go to Walmart. I, I don't. Sh- I don't shop there, but I used to. And I noticed even the quote-unquote greeters scowled at me the last time I was in. It's been several years back, but when you have someone that's a greeter that scowls at you, well, you don't want to spend your money there, and so I'm wondering if anyone else is noticing the what I call customer no service is getting absolutely horrid. You go into a store, and you're forced to buy something because you need it, and you see that the package is smaller, and the price has increased, and so you're thinking, well, this stupid inflation kind of got me on this one. Then you walk up to pay for it, and they scowl at you and throw the change back at you and don't say thanks. And that's happening a lot. I hope it's not happening everywhere. But again, it seems like there's something in the ether. I can't figure that one out because I'm not the best at retail, but I do understand it. And I understand that's a good way to go broke. Another thing I'm noticing, I'm observing, is our skies. Now, I've done programs before and talked about chemtrails. And before you roll your eyes and say it's conspiracy theory, it's absolutely been proven that it's not a conspiracy theory. It's absolutely fact. It's been addressed in government, and it's also been verified that the Gates Foundation is helping to fund it. So, if you think it's a conspiracy theory, then you're way behind the times. And you do understand that the main difference between a conspiracy theory and truth and fact is about six months. And that's the truth. Remember Hunter Biden's laptop? that was Russian disinformation, and the New York Times now says, oh, yeah, yeah, that was real. They knew it was real all along. They were just covering. They were doing their job as obedient, bought-and-paid-for servants of the New World Order. And so anytime you have someone that's right over the target and is telling you truth, that person is likely going to be ridiculed, bullied mocked, canceled, called a conspiracy theorist or a nut or a terrorist or a criminal or what have you. And if you don't think that all these people aren't in lockstep, there's a gentleman from the United Kingdom named Tommy Robinson. And Tommy is a patriot. He's a British patriot, and he believes in putting Britain first, and he's challenging all of these migrants that seem to be crossing the channel, that when they get over to England, they give them lots of money and a fancy hotel to live in until they find a place. And then they end up giving them a bunch of money and a free place to live. And Tommy's challenging that. He doesn't think that's right. And so he's been branded a racist and a right-wing extremist and a, you name it. And it is so bad that he went to Mexico for a vacation, and it seems that Mexico deported him. And so if you don't think that these governments aren't walking in lockstep and answering to a higher authority if as far as the New World Order, if you don't think they're all answering to a larger, more powerful group, then I think you're mistaken. And then up in Canada, they're still arresting pastors, even if they go out and Try to preach on the street. It seems like there's something about the Word of God in Canada that infuriates the Canadian government. So I would hope that all the listeners to Truth to Ponder Up in Canada start praying out loud, very often and in public. I think the Word of God needs to be heard over the great country of Canada, because God made Canada. God made Canada a great country. At one time, I think God blessed both the United States and Canada, and I think one of the reasons we're in such a mess is because we, the people, have forgot that God has blessed us, we became ungrateful, and we started canceling God. And so I think the great people of the United States and in Canada, might as well throw in our friends from down under, we need God. We need God very, very much right now. And to prove that we need God that much, just look at how the authorities are trying to shut churches down and shut Christians down in general. They know that that's a power that they can't control. And so they try to snuff it out. So it's time to exercise your God given rights to worship. I don't think they have jails enough to hold us all yet, but I think their end game is whittling us all down to where we all will fit in the jails they have. Because my opinion is is that Satan is in firm control of the world, and Satan wants to get rid of anyone who is not going to follow him. And so every day I resist Satan, and I resist his plan, I resist his people, I resist everything about him. He's a liar, he's a thief, he's everything evil that you can possibly imagine. And there's lots of people right now that are worshiping Satan. You need to stay away from those people. Now, I kind of got on a rabbit trail, so I'm going to pick up on the chemtrail thoughts I have on the other side of the break. But before we have our mid-show break, I want to mention the satanic people that I just were talking about. I want to know if any other listeners out there are observing how many people are wearing skulls or symbols of death, tattooed on their skin on their clothes, maybe painted on their car, bumper sticker, something. How many people seem to be celebrating and promoting death? There is a death cult out there right now, and it's not out there by accident. Because I really do think that all of this COVID thing and this great reset and all this garbage that we're going through has one real purpose, and that's to depopulate the world. And I think that they have death planned for us, a premature death anyway, planned for us. And I think that the psychology of all this would just blow your mind. They're hardening us to death. They're glorifying death. And then you have the transgender thing that's confusing everybody. So you have people that don't know who they are or what they are but they're still wearing a symbol of death. And I'm noticing a very big increase of people that are tattooing or wearing clothing with symbols of their death cult. Now, some of these people might say, well, I'm not in a cult. Well, yeah, you are. It's like being in a gang and having a gang symbol. You may not realize it, but I think you've been captured by the enemy. I might be making some people angry right now with that statement. But if you wear a cross or have a cross tattooed on your skin, most people would think, this person must be a Christian. They believe this so much they're wearing the symbol of their faith. I'm using that same logic, that people like to wear the symbols of their faith. And if your symbol happens to be a skeleton or a skull or a flaming skull or what have you, what does that tell everybody about who you are and what your faith is? I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm just observing things. And I'm just wanting to know if anyone else is observing the same thing. Looks like this segment has gone a little long and I'll be right back
0: on the other side of the break. And once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for for really coming to my aid, especially this week. We're trying. This is the final push this week, trying to get everything done by Friday on all the work that we took on to come down here to Florida on the uh, Transmitter Project, and I'll give you the, hopefully the full and final update, uh, perhaps on Friday and over the weekend. This ministry is something that, when I look back, I never, I never thought that at this stage of my life, I would be doing essentially a daily radio program. Now granted, these past months, Jim Calhoun is filled in, though i participated in the editing to get it up online and and get it to the radio stations. And I'm thankful that Jim has been there because I don't know how I would do this without his help, especially when I'm away from home two, three, and four days a week like this week. I also am thankful for those of you that let me know that you listen. Many of you have been writing letters and emails and I know I've not been able to respond. It's just been that, that, that tight of a time for me. Uh, the, the, the likes I've never seen. Some days coming before this microphone is not an easy task, but, but I'm thankful for the opportunity. And as we finish this project and we head back initially to our, our place in Georgia, take a little time to get back into a, a new rhythm And I'm feeling God's leading in a number of areas in in terms of ministry, which includes this program. And I'll be sharing more about that in the days ahead. If you do believe in the work that we're doing and you can help us keep on the air, consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and the mailing address, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753 Highway 85 North, Number 3248. We are in Crestview. The city is Crestview, one word, Florida. Zip code is 32536 32536. We'll be right back after this break. This is Truth to Ponder
2: with Bob Bierman. The resurrection of Osiris in a moment. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy Jonathan Kahn Your Jewish connection Bringing you the riches Of your Jewish roots in Jesus Now get your pen out As fast as you can So you don't miss out On receiving a special free gift You're going to get And love in a moment now, critics of the Bible charge that the resurrection of Messiah is just a copy of the many mythologies in the ancient world of rising gods. First and foremost of these was Osiris, the Greek form of the Egyptian Osir. Let's look at the story. The ancient story goes like this. Osiris was tall, handsome, and he was king. He reigned in gentleness. He was called the good one. But his evil brother, Set, was jealous, and he prepared him a banquet and brought in a chest, announcing to his guests that he would give the chest to anybody who would fit inside it. Osiris goes going along with this laid down inside of it. Seth's friends then rushed in, closed the lid, threw it into the Nile, set later found the chest and destroyed Osiris's body. Osiris's wife Isis, with the help of the Egyptian gods, then resurrected the destroyed body of her husband from the dead. Thus, the Egyptian resurrection of Osiris. Now, the critics argue that the account of Messiah's resurrection in the Bible is borrowed from this. Come on get a life. This is a mythological account of gods who never were. But beyond all that, what Egyptian today worships Osiris? Pretty much none. The very people of the story, pretty much none. But all across the world in every land, near Israel and far from Israel, people of every tribe and tongue and nation worship Yeshua, Jesus, and have their lives changed by the living power of his very real resurrection. You see, when you shop around and compare, you see how priceless is this treasure you have. He's good, he's real, and he's risen. So you too, stop hoping in myths and living in fantasies but live and rise in the very real power of the very real empty tomb and the very real power of Messiah's resurrection. Want more? Ask for the rising God. Now imagine being plugged into a special line that lets you in on future events, the news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates on Israel. What you need to know as an end time believer and teachings and strength for every day of your week and the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. How do you get it? Easy. Remember Jesus' Hebrew name and dial it. That's it. Yeshua. Just dial one 800 yeshua one, Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join with me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way, from Moscow to Madagascar to Jerusalem. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, at Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life.
0: This is Truth to
1: Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to Part 2 of this edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm Jim Calhoun, setting in for Bob today. And I really do appreciate you sticking around and hearing my rants and raves and my observations. But it does seem like the world is in a tailspin right now. And I realized a long time ago, very early on in this crisis, that our only hope was Jesus, period our only hope because there's no entity on earth that's man-made that has any chance at all of having a good outcome and so I really think people need to rely on their faith and they need to build their faith and they need to understand that God is in control and God loves you very very much or you wouldn't be here God knew you from the time you were conceived God has known everything about you for a long, long time. Longer than we can even fathom. And God loves you. And He does care. And so, when we look at these world events and we see the deterioration happening, know that we need to rely on our faith. Because that will counteract anything that the enemy can throw at us. All we have to do is just walk tall, walk strong in our faith. Now I'm going to get back on my observations on the sky. Do you realize that our skies are turning white? Especially off in the horizons. Our skies were never white. And there's a whole group of quote-unquote new type of clouds that science has discovered. They're not clouds at all. They're the metals and other impurities that are being sprayed out of these jets. And again, that is not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact. But it seems like that they choose an area to hit. And they fly grid patterns. Everyone's seen the checkerboard patterns or the telltale signs of what they used to call skywriting. And how you do skywriting is by putting smoke and chemicals and that kind of things up in the sky and you'd write with it. Well, these people are using the same type of technique as skywriting except they're spraying chemicals and what they say is that they're trying to prevent global warming by blocking out some of the sun. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Wasn't global warming caused by greenhouse gases that held the heat in? See, it makes no sense. These people are insane and they're counting on us not having a memory. But our skies are turning more white all the time. You have this beautiful, sunshiny day, not a cloud in the sky, and then the planes start flying over, leaving their lines across the sky. And instead of being a contrail that dissipates because it's water vapor, these things grow and grow and grow, then they touch each other. And they start coming down to the ground. It takes it a while for the material to get down to the ground. But before it gets down there, the sky becomes a hazy white. And three days ago, we had such a beautiful blue sky, one of the most beautiful blue skies, clean, crisp, and clear like it's supposed to be. And then the planes came. And within three hours, the sky was white. And... I power everything off of solar. And so I understand how much that is affecting the sun from reaching the earth because I can see it in my power generation. I see the loss. So I'm angry about that. But I'm more angry about these people that are actually carrying out the orders and filling those tanks full of these chemicals and the pilots that are up there spraying this toxic waste on us like we're, like we're houseflies and they've got a can of Raid and they're, they're spraying or they're crop dusting us. And folks, that's what's happening. i to see if anyone else is noticing that they have more respiratory problems. I'm observing that. People will say, oh, it's allergy season. That's what they say all the time. It's always allergy season, whether it be in December or June or whatever month you say, well, it's allergy season. Then you look up and see the white sky and all the planes. And also, they say the airline traffic is way down because of COVID. And But there's never been more planes in the sky than ever. I mean, there's never, ever been more planes in the sky here in central Nebraska, ever, in my lifetime. I thought I was the only one that noticed that. And I heard a young man say, you notice how many airplanes there are anymore? Gosh, there's more airplanes than I ever remember seeing. And I thought, "Okay, there's another one. Someone else is seeing the same thing I am." And what I do at night sometimes is I go outside on a nice clear night. If they haven't sprayed heavy that day that is, and I look up and I start counting airplanes because they're easier to see at night because you see the flashing lights. And sometimes I can count up to 20 jets at once flying over central Nebraska. There's not that many flights carrying people that fly over this part of the country. Now, usually you have like maybe one every 10 minutes. That's pretty normal. And you can see a plane for about 20 minutes. So generally about two to three planes in the sky at the same time. Because I'm about 300 miles from Denver. And they do fly from Omaha to Denver and Chicago to Denver. And Denver's a pretty big hub. And then also when they fly from Chicago to LA, they're flying pretty much right over the top of us. So, you know, that's pretty normal to have about two or three at all times. But 20? And then when that thins out to like 10 or 15, all of a sudden there's 20 planes again. And on a warm night where I can stay out until two or three in the morning, sometimes I'm counting airplanes. Now, you might think that's a kind of odd thing to do, but I'm just observing things. My world is changing around me. Is anyone else noticing their world is just crumbling underneath them? United States that we knew, do you realize it's gone? Society and society norms as we knew it is gone. They're putting in laws that if someone has a delusion that they're a man when they're a woman, And you call them a woman and they have delusions of being a man. They're starting to write laws that will hold you liable, criminally liable for calling this woman a woman. And if that isn't society crumbling out from under your feet. I don't know what is. And then this whole Ukraine mess. You know, there's a lot of people are going to think that I'm a Putin person and I'm not. I don't like Vladimir Putin at all wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw the Empire State Building. I don't trust Joe Biden or any of the other politicians that we have in Washington. Why should we trust him? Have they told us the truth? No. They're trying to get everybody war-hungry to go to war with Russia. And that is really upsetting to me. I'm going to give you an analogy and go way back in history to 1876. In 1876, there was a person that was a general in the American Civil War in the 1860s, but he was demoted, and he was no longer a general, and he really wasn't in charge of too much. He was still a high-ranking officer, and they moved him out to a little outpost out into Kansas, and he was... Certifiably nuts, as far as I'm concerned. The, the the things that I've read about the man and would lead me to believe that he was suffering greatly from what we would call shell shock or a post traumatic stress disorder. And why wouldn't you? You just go through the American Civil War and you got hand to hand combat, and you hear all the people they're getting their arms and legs sawed off by the doctors with no anesthesia, and you know that would happen to change anybody. And so to say that someone was a little bit nuts after witnessing all that, I think that's probably normal. But this this person was said to have like 32 dogs that lived with him in his house on the base. And what I've read, I haven't verified this, but I read that he had two or three pet mice that he kept in a box. He'd let the mice run in his beard. Now, does that sound normal to you? It doesn't to me. But anyway, this person was what you would call expendable because he had no real power. He wasn't a general anymore, but he was well-known. And the American military had a exercise they were going to do. They were trying to subjugate the Sioux Indians. And so they were trying to wrap up the American Indian Wars. And if you want to really look at it from a historical viewpoint, there was nobody in the United States that wanted to go to a war again. They just had the bloodiest war in the history of the United States, one of the bloodiest wars in the history of the world. And here, right at the heels of that, they want to start another war and go out and annihilate all the Indians. There was nobody that wanted to do that. There was no support whatsoever to start another war. And I think everyone could understand that after they see all the carnage that happened from 1861 to 1865, and then in 1867, 1868, they want to start another war, it was a resounding no. We don't want to go. We don't want to send any more family members to die. We want peace. We were a country that was absolutely hungry for peace, not war. Well, they needed to have a catalyst to get people worked up and so they'd want a war. Well, in eighteen seventy six, this person got an orders, and it was told that he probably wasn't going to see any action, that he was going to be quote unquote the cork in the bottle, and he was to go up far north and keep any of the Indians from escaping to Canada. That was his job. That was his orders. He left with a small group of soldiers. While the main bunch was going to leave two days later and have the main confrontation with the large number of Sioux that had gathered. Well, the main bunch did leave when they said they were going to leave, but after a couple of skirmishes, they went back to the fort. They never told this guy that was expendable that they weren't there. He thought he had an entire army that was on his heels about two days behind. He had no idea he was alone. No one ever bothered to tell him. And also to put a little bit more emphasis on that he didn't think they were going to see any action, he had his brother with him, and his brother, his name was Boston. And Boston came out west for his health because he had tuberculosis. And so big brother said, little brother, we're not going to see any action, so come on with us, fresh air will do you good. And he also had his brother-in-law and a few other family members with him on this on this excursion because he was told, you probably won't see any action. Well, he sees a whole bunch of dust in the distance. And the Indian scouts knew what that was. And they told him, uh, we, we need to get out of here. And he said, no, I got to do my job. I got to do what I was ordered to do. I got to be the cork in the bottle. And these people are trying to escape. It's probably is probably our guys chasing their guys, and we have to be in position. So he marched his people all night long. And when they topped the hill at Little Bighorn, all they saw was massive amounts of very angry Indians. And this person that was just following orders was George Armstrong Custer. And history says he's a loser. History says that he had it coming. But people rewrite history to say what they wanted to say. You do realize that, after news had came back of his defeat and his death, all of a sudden, General Custer was said to have aspirations he was going to be our next president. We had to have revenge for the Battle of the Little Bighorn. So they whipped everyone up to a frenzy, and then the Indian War started in earnest, like I was talking about last week, the smoke and mirrors. They chose a very expendable man that was suffering from some mental delusions and some mental problems, told him he wasn't going to see hardly any action, so he took his family with him, and he was just a soldier following orders. Everyone out there who has been taught to hate General Custer because he's a loser, you have to realize General Custer was not in charge. He was a soldier following orders, and he was expendable. And this is my opinion, but I think that the United States had so many designs on the rest of the continent, they wanted to go ahead and finish conquering it, and they needed a catalyst. And a lot of the soldiers that were sent with Custer could barely speak English. They were people that came to Ellis Island with no money, and they were told, you can stay here if you join the army. They sent them out west. So he had a bunch of greenhorns, a lot of people that couldn't speak English. He was set up, in my opinion, to start a war, and so the United States could expand. So I think that this is nothing new what's happening, and Ukraine's the same way. All of a sudden, this president of Ukraine is one of the best people in the world, when in reality, he's corrupt. And the whole Ukrainian government is just set up to do nothing but launder money for all these other corrupt officials from other countries. And so Ukraine is just a puppet state of the West for the Western politicians to get rich. And you have all these people that say, I stand with Ukraine. And they're flying Ukrainian flags in their yard. And they're whipping everyone up to a frenzy. Let's go after this Putin. He's a war criminal. And if we don't wake up and see what's happening, folks, we're going to have a nuclear war that doesn't have to happen. There doesn't have to be a shot fired here. Things could be resolved so easy, but they don't want them resolved. I still think their whole goal is to depopulate the world. And what better way to depopulate us than to, if you can't kill us with virus, kill us with a nuke? Now, that's just my opinion. But before you get on this Ukraine bandwagon, understand you're being used. I don't want to be used by Russia. I don't want to be used by Ukraine. I don't want to be used by Joe Biden. I don't want to be used by anybody. But I'm calling it as I observe it. History is repeating itself. And people wonder, well, how could the Germans in World War II, how could they have let Adolf Hitler do what he did? How come they didn't stand up and and do the right thing and get rid of him? Well, I'm going to say to you folks out there right now, why can't you see what's obviously going on? That they're trying to get everyone worked up and be war crazy. To justify their use of these weapons of mass destruction That should never be used And so just like the Germans in World War II Who were brainwashed Our society's just as brainwashed We had four years of Orange Man bad Well now it's Putin bad And I'm not saying Putin's a good guy But it's not worth depopulating the world over some corrupt government called Ukraine. I don't think we have any adults in the room. I really don't. I think we have a lot of people that are playing at being gods right now. And guess who the pawns are? You and me. And I just kind of was wondering if anyone else was observing any of these things. Well, I'd like to say a very special thank you to Bob Bierman for all the work he's doing, not only for his show, but he's also helping the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. He's helping me build a website, and he's getting ready to put the show on the WRMI. And also, I've got a music show that's also going to go up on WRMI, and I've been working on it all day. And that's going to be up soon, too. And so I'm really excited about the growth that I'm experiencing. But more than that, I'm excited about the New Truth Media And people like Bob Beerman, who are getting some real traction. And I think Truth to Ponder is a good investment of your time. I can't speak for me because it's like eating your own cooking. You don't really know if you're a good cook or not until you go compare it to someone else's. So I can speak about Bob Beerman. He is absolutely spot on. And if he's not the best voice out there right now, he's one of the best voices out there. And so I would really appreciate everyone helping Bob Bierman grow Truth to Ponder by using word of mouth and tell your friends. And if you listen on podcast, you can email the links to your friends. And I think that would go a long ways to bringing a little bit of sanity back into an insane world. Do you believe in Bob Bierman's work? And do you believe in Truth to Ponder? Well, if so, I would ask for you to consider donating to help cover the cost of presenting this program to you. Bob takes checks and money orders, and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Ancient Word Radio, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's Ancient Word Radio, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And that's Crestview, Florida, one word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. And your support is greatly appreciated. And also, if you'd like to send Bob Beerman an email, his email address is Bob at Truth the Number 2 Ponder dot com. Bob at Truth the Number 2 Ponder dot com. And as I stated before, I truly believe in the wisdom of Bob Beerman, and I very much appreciate that he's put this program together. Because we need the wisdom of people like Bob Bierman now more than ever. But even more than that, we need to turn to God. We need to trust in Jesus. We need to grow our faith. And with that, I want to say thank you again to Bob Beerman for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all you folks tuning in. And until next time, everyone out there, be safe.
0: Be strong. But most of all, replace fear with faith. And once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for for sitting in for me today here on Truth to Ponder. Matter of fact, I think Jim is coming back tomorrow as well. so you get get two days of Jim Calhoun. This has been as I mentioned earlier. One of the busiest weeks that I've had since we came back to Florida. I am desperately before Friday trying to get things done because we need to be heading back north up to Georgia and then looking into something that God has really laid upon our hearts. And I'll be sharing more about that probably probably on Friday. And I hope you'll be listening then. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? If you do, and would be willing to help us pay the International Shortwave Airtime Bill. And that's where most of our listeners are on Shortwave. Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and mailing it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, that's one word, Crestview, Florida. And our zip code here in Crestview is 32536. That is 32536. Until tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth,
2: the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world.